Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 396 of the Report of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. I'm here. And Gordon. I'm back. All right, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoffman Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Simpson, and Phil Feldman. Carlos, you were telling me something just the other day about our Black Belt patrons. you remember what that was? <laughs> All right, so which one? Was it them t- talking about them being the opening a theme park? Uh, them uh, starting to create their own podcast, actually? Wait, they're starting their own podcast? Oh, I, you, I did tell you about that, right? No, you, yeah, you didn't tell me about that one. So they were inspired, heavily inspired by one of our own uh, podcasts, uh, First Boys. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, they're actually going to start a podcast called Keg Boys. Oh, what's what uh, what's the Keg Boys podcast about? So every episode, they get a big keg, and not like a small soda keg. They get one of those slightly larger ones. Uh, what pony is keg. it? Like a ten gallon one? Is that is that the next step what up? Well, uh, so a five is pony. Like oh, the the yeah. so the one up, I guess it'd be like a pin. Yeah, which is like I think it's ten gallons, and yeah. the Perkin is yeah. They get a ten gallon keg. Perkin's nine and a half. Is it nine and a half? Okay, then maybe the pin's the bigger one. Okay. And uh, so, and the goal of the podcast is they re- keep recording until they finish the keg off. Okay. Uh, so, as you can imagine, it's a train wreck so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just got to find their groove. They just got to find their groove. I mean, it's 10 <laughs> gallons of beer. There is no finding a groove for 10 gallons of beer. Sounds like they need more patrons, more black belt patrons. <laughs> So, I mean, I feel like the only way we can keep these guys alive is if other people become black belt patrons so, and help them shoulder the burden. So please think of our black belt patrons' livers and join as a black belt member of our Patreon. <laughs> to help them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that what we call an MLM? <laughs> no. <laughs> it might be a midlife crisis if you do it. <laughs> oh, it's just an MLC. <laughs> Well, if you become a patron uh, and help save our other patrons, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Um, All right, Carlos, what have you been up to this past week? So, uh, let's see, I've almost wrapped up the new season of, or the, the first season of The Sandman on Netflix. Oh, is uh, it, are you saying there's a second season? Th- there's, they, they're probably very likely going to do a second season. Just well, the way it ended, I'm, I hope so. Yeah, it's, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, the Sandman's one of those, uh, those comic series that I read back in the day when, uh, legally, of course, because I, I had lots of money as a college <laughs> uh, age student. That makes sense. Everything here is uh, panning out. Yeah, uh, but like I read the entire series of by Neil Gaiman, and it was an amazing read. Uh, uh, very like amazing artwork, amazing story, and the Netflix show like 
is really good. Uh, oh, it's fantastic! It's really well done. Like and then, like the like roles are like some of the storylines they got in like the the serial convention. Like I was like, oh wow, they actually have that in here. Uh, or the episode with uh, his sister, which is great. And like it's, I, I'd highly recommend it. Um, basically, the the plot of the series is the um, one of the endless, uh, which is there's seven of them, brothers and sisters. Uh, one of them is his dream. And he's basically captured on Earth and prison for like a hundred years, and then like he gets free and he's trying to reclaim his realm. Uh, really good. Uh, it's hard to describe a lot like what it's like beyond that. It uh, really is. There's like it's pretty indescribable. It's very like ethereal, very weird. And like the cast is amazing. Uh, yeah. Stephen Fry shows up towards the end of the season. Uh, there's a uh, Mark Hamill voices Pumpkinhead. Oh shit! Yeah, that that's Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah, uh, Pat Oswald is the Raven. Yeah, is is Matthew? <laughs> uh, it, it's a really enjoyable show. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Ch- ch- highly recommend checking out, even if yeah. you haven't read the. It novel. turns out Neil Gaiman li- lives in fucking Menominee, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. had no idea. No idea. Yeah, Blew there, my mind. There's an article on that, and basically I'm paraphrasing, but it boiled down to that Menominee is weird enough for him. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And also, Lucette's fantastic. So I'm just going to keep going and, to and eat you know, pizza for, at Lucette and waiting to see Neil Gaiman. Uh, and like, he, he, so that means he probably didn't go that far out of his way when he was doing American Gods to go No, the, like, well, so I knew that he, like, he traveled through the Midwest, uh, uh, and that's how he got inspired to write American Gods. I guess I never realized that he settled in Wisconsin, which makes sense, but. Yeah, it was the, I think one of the selling points was when an uh, elephant got loose in Menominee. And was walking around town. For our, for our listeners, uh, Neil Gaiman is the off. He, he was the writer for uh, Sandman. Yep, not to be confused with Neil Diamond. No, not to be confused <laughs> with Neil Diamond. <laughs> Actual talent. And he's also like uh, been responsible for like he's written a lot of books since then, including American Gods, which also got turned into a TV. A lot of the stuff's been turned into TV shows and movies. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is the finally Sandman's made it to yep. screen. Uh, Good Omens was the last one that. Uh, oh yeah, because he he co-wrote with uh, uh, Good, Pratchett. Yeah. So yeah, I, it was just it's nice to see this on screen. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, let's see what else. Been playing some more Elden Ring. Uh, I, I did something last week. Now what was it? It, was, it took multiple days. I feel like I spent a lot of money. I feel like I, I went have to no Indianapolis. Idea what you did. Was it? What, oh. Why did you go to Indianapolis? Gen Wait, Con. I went with you. Yeah, uh, Gen Con was last week, uh, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, like we went last year. Uh, and that like they had because they were closed for 2020 yep. because of uh, COVID. Yep. And then we went last a, year and it was a little bit and more it limited. A, in a bri- it was Gen Con abridged. It has an asterisk next to it. Well, it was still it was we still, still spent a fuckload of money. There were so. still a lot of people, but it wasn't as big as it was be- normally. And like now this year, the whole convention hall was full. Oh, it was it was like 2019 again. Yeah, it was a, a lot of fun. We saw the gamers, uh, bought a lot of uh, board games, a lot of uh, uh, indie RPG games, and. Uh, let's see what else it was. Uh, we saw the gamers a lot. I mentioned yep. that. Which uh, was great. So I guess oh, like, was that their twentieth anniversary show or yep. was their tenth anniversary uh, show? Tenth anniversary show. Um, I guess uh, two things. One, um, best game that you bought. Uh, I. It's hard for me to think of like the best game because it, it, honestly, the best game is probably going to be one of those. One of the tabletop RPGs that I picked yeah, up. Okay, um, but the best uh, best game that you bought that we've played. So I actually had a lot of fun when we played uh, Reaper. 
the, the, the one with the one. colors yeah. that I couldn't quite understand. That we got so like everybody got so frustrated that that was actually kind of fun. It was. It was. It really was. Uh, um, and then uh, best meal. Oh, like the German restaurant we went to was great because it was finally. It's been a while since I had a German restaurant because the one nearby is uh, closed. Uh, that was good, but like we had so many good burgers while we were That's down there. That's true. I, I know what your most memorable meal was. Oh, yeah? What was that? The one where we stood in line for two hours. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I, 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 actually, I actually told Casey after like we were in line for that, like, like I want to bring it up on DO. So for like they have food trucks for the conve- outside the convention center every year. And uh, this year, like there was a Venezuelan uh a food truck. Yeah, it was an arepa truck. And like, I so like, like hop in line. Like it's it's lunchtime, but so every line's long, but they're all equally long. Yep. So hop in line. So it turns out this food truck had two lines. I'll, I'll give you a hint. I was thirty minutes ahead of Carlos in this line, <laughs> um, and I was maybe six people in front of him. Jesus. So the way this food truck works is there's a one line where you put your food order in and they give you the ticket and they go to the other line to wait for your food. That other line didn't exist when we got in line. No, it existed. It was there. It, it, I thought that was for the ice cream. No, that's, that's the was... problem. Like, because like we didn't know. Nobody knew. Like nobody in line knew that there were two lines this for this one food yeah. truck. And so this line was the whole, it's, it, it was actually twice as long. As it seemed. And so it was an hour in that line in the hot sun. Yep. Shouldn't there? Casey barely made it to his. Uh, his he had, I, uh, I got I, I stood in that line for an hour and a half. Um, we I, I got in that line and I had an hour and a half to make it to an event. I thought I had plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I got the food. Um, 10 minutes before the event started, ate the food, sprinted to the event across the convention center and made it with four minutes to go. Yeah, it was, it was rough, but overall it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there was one day like, uh, so like when I'm like for the conventions, like I, there's so many people there and like, there's so much like, um, like visual input, like and so many people around me that I start like filtering things around. So there's multiple times like where Casey would like be trying to talk to me and I would hear nothing. Yep. Uh, yeah. We, we came back from lunch. Uh, I think it was the first day. Um, we just had some mediocre tacos and I was trying to talk with Carlos about how mediocre the tacos were, asked him a direct question and he just stared above my head. <laughs> And the funny thing is, like, I actually had stuff to say about the tacos, yeah, too. Yeah, he was curious about the tacos, too, and then just completely ignored it. And so I had an entire conversation with the air about the tacos <laughs> and then <laughs> moved on with my day. And then we were sitting down for dinner that night, and he's like, oh, how were those tacos? I'm like, I already talked to you about that. <laughs> you know what? We never did talk about the tacos. <laughs> <laughs> you missed your chance. <laughs> uh, and uh, like on the last day like i'm walking down like i was on one of the rows and like i was thinking a little too hard about something else and then like i staffed back to reality i was like i had no idea what direction i was facing which way i was supposed to be going i like i i was like lost for a second there's like okay i think i figured out where i am but uh it was a lot of fun uh, and like actually it's kind of interesting i, I kind of want to bring this up so like the first time like I went like we kind of like tried to stay as a group like the, yep. the 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 three it was you me and the mats I think yep. yeah it was the four of us yeah 
And we didn't really split off a whole, like we had every once in a while, like lose each other, but we'd probably find each other pretty quickly. Like, but like, like more recently, it's like, I just like, we just split up pretty quickly. And then like, I, and I, I like walking da- up and down those rows all day. Yeah, no, like it, it makes, it's a little bit different of an experience. Um, and then like, we, I kind of like meet together at the end and like talk about the different things that we've done though. I also, it stopped me from buying certain games. Cause I was like, what if Carlos already bought this game? Yeah, I, 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 we didn't. Surprisingly, that didn't happen. Yeah, there's a, I, there was a few times where it was close. I think the, there was like one game where I could have done a demo if I had somebody else with me, mm-hmm. uh, but like I ended up buying the game anyways. So yeah. like it, it was one of those things. Where like where I saw the game, I was like, I'm probably gonna come back and get that, and yeah. I did. Yeah, but it was a a lot of fun this year, and I, I'm just glad that it's full, back in full swing. Absolutely. And then yeah, I'll do some Gen Con rundown after we figure out what uh, Gordon's been up yeah. to. We'll do a Gen Con sandwich. <laughs> yeah, like I have something else to talk about. Like we can move on to Gordon first. Oh, uh, do you have? Do you want to talk about your non other non Gen Con thing? First? Yeah, my non Gen Con thing is uh, I started. I, I got started getting into the mace workout. Oh, that's right. Like yeah, the, the mace by this is uh, you have like, like you, you have like a fucking like uh, mace. Yeah, and that's part of your workout. Like, yeah. as you use that for? That's actually kind of fun. great for shoulders. Do you only listen to Smashing Pumpkins while you? <laughs> I've not listened to Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> and that's only because the uh, radio hasn't played it. Because I put I listen to uh, the uh, the NPR based podcast, The Current. When I so they haven't played any, so it's on them for not playing Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Uh, so like it, it took me a while to get used to like the different like uh, kind of forms you do because you have to do certain things like certain angles at, and uh, so I got but I have one of the routines down like packed so I got a full like body workout and I there's more I have to learn after that I don't think I'm gonna be doing any of the push up ones because I'm doing all this outside because I can't do it inside. <laughs> Cause I know why wouldn't you do the pushups outside? No, like because like I don't want to because it's, it's I'm doing it outside and like there's like dirt and stuff. I I'm trying to work out. Can't I don't, get dirty when you're working out and rocks and stuff. What about yeah. yoga mat? No, I'm not going to bring a yoga mat outside. That seems. By the time I'm done, I don't want to be carrying around a lot of stuff. But, See, I was kind of hoping this workout would be Casey chasing you up and down the street with a can of mace. You know, get your oh, cardio no, in. No. no. But yeah, no, I, that's a terrible idea. You want to chase somebody with mace, then you're running into your own mace cloud. <laughs> <laughs> you think that one through, did you, Gordon? That would be kind of entertaining to watch, though. <laughs> <laughs> mace is a defensive weapon for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, basically. <laughs> that, that, but that, yeah, that's about it. Just got started getting into the mace workout. All right, Gordon. The hell have I been up to? I went down to Madison. I took a had a ten day vacation back in Ooh. July, mid July. Went down to Madison, saw my buddy uh, down there. We hit a couple breweries up. Then we went over to so right across the street from House on the Rock. Speaking of Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. there's a an outdoor theater, like play theater, there called the American Players Theater or something. Anyway, we went there and checked out one of the show that was on that night and. It was nice. Uh, once the the sun went down, it was like perfect, you know, in the seventies temperature. But and prior to that, it was pretty cooking out there. Um, Christ, other than that, I don't know. I had something. I can't remember what it is now. It's been a long summer, <laughs> not doing anything <laughs> of merit. You, it's just like that. You get you had like the four sentences, and you're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was completely blank. I've been working. That's about okay. it. All right, no, that's yeah. 
Yeah, I think last time I saw you was uh, Sean James. I can't tell if you. Uh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I went to two concert, three, two concerts in June. Yeah, Dyer does Murder, and then Spite were in June, and then Sean James. He, they kicked off their American tour, or North, yeah, North American tour in the, Minneapolis. Yeah, I heard the opener was like really sad music. Oh, it's sad. It's it, fucking depressing. Yeah, I added it on my list because of stuff to listen oh, to. That's because right, I'm you're curious. There, <laughs> Forgot about that. Who was it said? Gordon, I was there. <laughs> so what, you you didn't stick around afterwards very long, did you? You guys took off. Yeah, we we had to run. We quick. we were staying in line, letting you know to go say hi to Sean and uh, Sage was talking to people too. There's probably five or six more people in front of us, and we let a few people go ahead. Like, yeah, go. We've we've talked to Sean before. He's been on my podcast. No big deal. Sean saw me and Justin stopped and like. Holy shit, how are you guys? And everybody turned at the same time, like, who the fuck are these two? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's awesome. But yeah, other than that, that's pretty much been the highlights. All right, let's see. Um, I guess I will start uh, with everything but Gen Con and then end on Gen Con. That work? All right, yeah. we'll kind of work backwards here. So uh, this past weekend, uh, I guess like uh, yesterday and Friday, um, I went up north uh, to the two two harbors area in Minnesota. For those of you who aren't familiar, it's about as far north as you can go and still have some kind of civilization before you hit the uh, Great White North of Canada. <laughs> Um, and it's right on Lake Superior. So we went up there, uh, my dad and I, and we, uh, we did some cold water diving in Superior. We dove, uh, the Hesper for the second time, which is a, um, actually let me pull up the, uh, the actual name of the ship or the, the, the type of, um, ship it is, uh, so those boats, right? It is. Uh, Hesper was a bulk freighter steamship that was used to tow schooner barges on the Great Lakes. Um, so there was a, uh, there was a storm in 1905 that sank the Hesper and the Madeira, which is the other one. So this was a, it was a wooden ship, um, and it's right off, it's right, it's a really cool shore dive because you basically go to the Silver Bay Marina, um, uh, go, uh, the public marina, you drive out onto the brake wall, drop all your gear off, go park your car, and the brake wall is built on the bow of the wreck. That's cool. So you just like plop in the water, and then you have the like the the two hundred and fifty foot long rack. We were talking earlier. You said the water temp was what forty degrees? Uh, yeah, at, at at forty feet on. Well, I can give you the exact temps here. <laughs> um, let's see. Let me pull up my my logs from this week. Do 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 do. Um. Yeah. So. The fur, the the Hesper, it was um, fifty five at the surface, and at forty six feet, it was forty two degrees. So, with your wetsuit, I like dive dry. Dive, the yeah. suit that you were wearing. Yeah, you don't get drunk before you dive, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does the cold seep in over time? No, so that so that's the beauty about the dry suit, right? So the only thing on me, like when I dive, that gets wet are my hands and my head. Right. So there is no like really seepage of cold. So I wear like a big poofy undergarment like in there. And then like the dry suit itself, um, it's kind of like a spacesuit. 
um, and you just keep like a bubble of air in there, right? Sure. And you have to like, as you, as you go deeper, because of how compression works, you have to add a little bit more air, and then as you go up, you subtract air, and that it's to maintain a, your buoyancy. So it's a Michelin, Michelin man suit. Basically, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, you just, you keep enough air in there, and like, your body uh, temperature like warms up the air, right? Does that change the, the buoyancy? Like It, it does. Has, all right. Yeah, and so you have to, like, so diving dry, you use a lot more weight than you do if you're diving wet because you have a lot more, like, you have to maintain, like, enough, like, neutral buoyancy, including, like, that air bubble. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's a definitely a different type of diving. It's a little bit more complicated than, like, going in the Caribbean and just jumping in the water with your BC and, like, just going. Uh, but it's very rewarding because, uh, I mean, you have wrecks like the Hesper and the Madeira, which are some of the most well-preserved wrecks in the world. And, and Lake Superior has them because the water's so fucking cold and it's freshwater, which, is, which isn't as corrosive as saltwater is. And there's just, there's just nothing, there's no, like, wildlife down there eating it either, like, and so it's just, like, a refrigerator for shipwrecks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we did the Hesper, which, uh, yeah, and then that, so the same storm that sank the Hesper sank the Madeira, which, uh, the Madeira is the reason that the Split Point Rock uh, lighthouse exists, Uh, Madeira Wreck. um, So that is a... A schooner barge built in 1900. This one's uh, made out of iron um, and is a much bigger ship. And it looks just, it's incredible. Like, it's one of the coolest things I've ever done. Like, swimming, you're just, like, swimming along, do-do-do-do-do, and all, like, you're about um, 70 feet underwater, and you just see this, like, shape kind of looming in the water in front of you, and you get closer, and you realize it's just this giant side of a ship like just that just it seems to go up forever and like and like it really only goes up like 30 or 40 feet right but you're just kind of like floating and like elevatoring up above it and kind of going around it and it's super cool um yeah so did uh did that this weekend uh hit uh some breweries up there we did uh castle danger brewing in two harbors which was fantastic um, and then uh, hit Fitger's uh, brew house and grill on the way out of Duluth. So yeah, that was uh, that, that was pretty much what happened this past weekend. And then it was uh, last week was Gen Con, which I mean you heard you heard a lot of it from uh, Carlos. Um, we landed on Wednesday and we went back to uh, was it Saint Joseph Brewing? Yeah, the one in the church. Yeah. Uh, it's a brewery in an old church. <laughs> we went there, and then we stayed there. We stayed there. I think we had a lot. Of, we had we. It was hot, and we and walked. The beer there. was cold, and we were there for a minute. That's how they get you. Did where did we walk there from? Uh, we walked there from uh, the bottle uh, bottle district, the oh. garage at the bottle district, which is a basically like it's um like a food court. Type deal. Yeah, but we, like, we got there when they weren't busy at all. Like yeah, yeah, we got there about 11. Yeah. So they're just switching into launch mode. Um, and so we had some lunch there. We had a couple of beers there, hung out there for a bit. Well, that's, that's always a fun place to go. Yeah. Yeah, because like everybody can kind of get what they want. And but it, like, so like we, when we got in Indianapolis, it was a very hot, hot, sunny day. And like we're all carrying around our, our stuff because uh, like, we couldn't go- check in yet. And so couldn't check in until three. Yeah. So. We, uh, so we started walking to the next place, uh, St. Joseph's, 
And that was a long walk. Yeah. So we were, we left we left the bottle district, uh, or uh, bottle works. Bottle works is what it's called. We left bottle works at about twelve thirty, um, and it was about a twenty minute walk. So we got there about let's say about one. Mm-hmm. Um, we could check in at three, and we're like, oh yeah, we'll check in at three. We checked in at five thirty six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, so we checked in and then we walked down to 18th street, um, tap house, which is another like little brewery to have a burger, um, and stayed there probably too long. Yeah. We definitely stayed there too long. That was, uh, Matt would have liked it. Let's put it that way. Matt would have loved it. Matt would have loved, uh, where, where was, uh, where Chicago. was that guy from? Chica- he would have loved you, Chicago guy. Are, are, are you sure he was from Chicago? I'm not entirely sure if he was from <laughs> Chicago or not. <laughs> Every other word out of this guy was like, well, I'm from Chicago. and <laughs> Yeah, no, but like Matt would have loved it. The way the, the guy like uh, offered to go back to the kitchen is like, I could see Matt doing that at a bar. Yep. That'd be frequent. Yep. Like it was, it was like, oh, this is a Matt bar. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, then Gen Con happened and it was it, it Gen Con's always a lot. It's a blast. It's so much fun. Um, it's, there's, there's no other event like it, uh, like during the year, um, came back with a pile of games. Uh, I think my favorite that we played was fire tower. I really enjoyed it. That was fun. Um, you got very frustrated. I, it was very frustrating. I was, I was frustrated with Matt. I was too. Because so fire tower, the way the game works is everybody, uh, is in charge of a fire tower and there's a raging wildfire in the middle of the board. The goal is to have the last fire tower standing and burn everybody else's down <laughs> using wind and certain things. And, um, Matt was trying to not make any enemies. Well, the game is we're all enemies. Right. But actually that first game, I instantly became Matt's enemy because of the way he was playing. It's like, Matt, I am now all against you. <laughs> Which worked out really well for me because I was like, well, I know I can beat Matt. I wasn't sure about beating Carlos. So I was like, I'm just going to keep. And then I used the same strategy the second time, but Carlos got very mad. Uh, so <laughs> so with, with a competitive game like that, I play up my frustrations because I will do whatever it takes to win, uh-huh. including try to like make people feel bad. So I, I have more of a head. Uh, an I didn't feel bad at all. I know. That <laughs> might. But turned out. And he, he did. did. He did. He kept like playing things against the fire tower that w- nobody was playing. Which and I'm like, Matt, what are you doing? No, that was not what I wanted. I wanted him <laughs> to go after you so that I could have, like. Instead, like, he was like, I'm not going to go after anybody. And to be fair, I did get pretty close to the, I was actually, at least made it further in that game, the first game. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a very fast-paced game that we've seen the past few years and just, for whatever reason, have kind of bypassed it. And I'm kind of mad that we've been sleeping on it because it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool-looking game. Um, and they have some uh, expansions that I'm really excited to try. Uh, one of them is a um, it's a firebird. Well, it's a fi- they call it firehawks. And basically, I guess these are real things in Australia that they'll just go like in, during forest fires. They'll pick up flaming branches and then drop them in parts of the forest that aren't on fire yet. <laughs> <laughs> so Australia has even more a- as asshole birds too. Yes. I thought cassowaries were enough. Apparently not. Apparently they have they have birds that just want to watch the world burn. 
Um, so yeah, I think that is kind of like the, the highlight uh, game. Um, meals. So I really enjoyed, uh, we went to the Rathskeller, which is this German restaurant downtown, and I've been missing the Vinzerstube. Unfortunately, it just made me miss the Vinzerstube more <laughs> because everything was just okay. What about, uh, why don't you get over to Gasthaus? I've never eaten at Gasthaus. It's good. Okay. I think. That's the one in Stillwater, right? No, uh, I'm thinking the one in Minneapolis, right by Target Field. Um, I think, uh, you know what, I haven't eaten there. I've been on a date there, but I don't think I've eaten good. there. I'll look up the name, but continue. Sorry. Uh, yep, yeah, it's like Black Forest something, right? Or no? Uh, it doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so I've been missing the stube. Uh, that didn't quite make it. Um, I honestly want to say I think my favorite my favorite meal was at Yard House. I know it's a chain, but like the sandwich was good. The beers were flowing good. Like it just felt like it just felt like a good time. Which one was the Yard House? That was the one we did the last night. The one where it's super humid? No, 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 no. Uh, that uh, where we did it at like three o'clock in the oh, afternoon. Oh yeah, no, yeah. That's the that's always solid. Yeah, We've done yeah that and it was just it was it like we like I was able to enjoy it a little bit more this year. Yeah, because we weren't in a hurry. We were just kind of chilling. We well, were heading back to the Airbnb. And last year was the one where like when we were at Yard House was where I found out that I was not on the same flight as everybody else back. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, frantically yeah. trying to get my flight moved around. Yeah. Um, all right, so I see that you opened your beer. Should we do our beer first? Yeah, we and should then do, we'll beer do first. Okay. Now that we're a half hour, because I got to take a break from this. Uh, the the Wiggly Smoothie Sour Wigglers from Brewing Project. The Wiggly Smoothly Sour Wigglers. It tastes like. It's, I, we had it on the show before. Right. It tastes like uh, grape jelly, Glick? strawberry jelly. This is one. I don't know how you say that. Glicks. Uh, I think it's pronounced. I have not been there. Glicks, either way. All right, so Jimmy going around. Glick. Carlos, can you hand me that taster over there? Uh, that's dirty. All right. Yeah, that's one I used earlier. Uh, yep. So uh, going around right now. Uh, let me. I'm trying to uh, get into the website here so I can uh, phys- uh, talk about this. So uh, we have a uh, a beer going around called um, Vizzy. It's not a beer though, right? Well, you're right. It is a hard seltzer. It's Vizzy Watermelon Hard Seltzer Blueberry Watermelon. Um, where is Where did my watermelon blueberry go? Oh, hang on. I have to find that. Okay. Um, so according to the website, there's something about blueberries that makes peeps go loco. That's why we've blended their sweet and sour tartness with real watermelon juice to create a fantastic hard seltzer. There was uh, hyphens between each thing there. That's why I said it the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hard seltzer. Why? Because we're busy, and we're here to amaze your taste buds. Now go get a pack, sip, and enjoy. You're welcome. Um, I'm mad now. Why? I'm just... Because the hyphens? That's part of it. Casey, where did the hyphens touch you? <laughs> Not in a great place if I'm being completely honest with you, man. Like, that hurts. Um, this is... Uh, it's gluten-free, 5% uh, alcohol by volume, 0 grams of sugar, 100 calories, less than 1 carb. Um, yeah, so, um, in my glass, it's, uh, off yellow. And your glass is off yellow? I think that's the light. It's, it's... It looks, it's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah, it's clear, but it's off yellow. 
If you we got some yellow light the in the room. Light up there, we yeah. got a yellow light right above us. Turn on, turn on the patented beer light. Turn on the patented <laughs> beer light. I don't know what color is the patented beer light. Yellow. It's beer. It's light. very yellow, huh? It's beer. It's light. gonna be yellow if we look through a yellow light. Well, maybe the fucking liquid's yellow. Yeah, that's yellow as shit. That's I don't know about that. It's a little bit. It has like a little bit of uh, a little bit of yellow to it. Yeah, it's a little bit of yellow. Yeah. You you let me have my yellow. All right. So one of the things I've, I'm noticing off of this is like the smell is very strong. Like I, I don't have much in my glass. It's very watermelony. Very very watermelony. I don't I don't uh, I don't smell any of the blueberries. I'm getting a little of that in the smell. Like it's that's a oh it's blueberry. That makes way more sense than blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> I get. The straight, like watermelon cough syrup. It's very artificial. It, it smells like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why I'm happy that it doesn't have the sweetness of a Jolly. Oh, Rancher. it does not taste like a Jolly Rancher. It tastes like nada. Yeah, it, it doesn't like it, you get the flavor from basically the smell that you're getting. But that's about it. Like you don't get like a sugary aftertaste to it, which I'm glad. I, I I don't want like a sugary aftertaste if I'm drinking something like this. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. All right. Um, it tastes like TV static, but someone mm, is trying to shout watermelon over. I'd say the static sound. No, I like. I it's. I I don't know. Maybe it was because I poured it into a glass and they're not meant to be poured into a glass, but it wasn't very fizzy. Um, it just tasted like. Like aftertaste? Does that make sense? Carbonated cardboard with a little bit of watermelon syrup yeah. spilled on the side of it. All right, give me a number. So uh, one of the things I will say is I don't think it benefits drinking being drunk out of a glass because no, like then that you just smell see how yellow it is because that because like what like whatever they're doing for the flavor in there is like a lot like as I said like you're, you're it's a, that same thing that you're smelling is what you're tasting mm-hmm. and if you're drinking out of a glass. You're getting just a nose full of it constantly. I mean, if you're, if you're drinking it out of a can, you don't get that. You're just you're just tasting it. You're right. It is yeah. better in the can. Yeah. So, but overall, Jordan, do you like it in the can? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, overall, though, I kind of like this. It's uh, not bad. I'm going to give it a six. Gordon, I'll give it a zero. Because it's like every other seltzer I've ever had. There, it's too much carbonation, with nothing. Too much carbonation. All of a sudden, all right. I, that's he yeah. didn't say it didn't have enough. I said it didn't have enough. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm gonna give it a two out of a glass. But you know, if it comes in my can, then uh, it gets a solid uh, six. Yeah. That's right. There's some <laughs> anal sex jokes for all of you. <laughs> Oh, boy. We're adults. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to work, work in a jackalope joke in there about bait or something. But yeah, no, we're just not going <laughs> to. Time to peel into another segment. The next quarter mile. All right. Well, um, so. Part two of four of Fate... Of, of the, the furious. furious. 
So I have uh, I have something very exciting to report. I think this will be very exciting for you. So you know how this uh, first segment we do, Plot in 60 Seconds? Yes. Where uh, I will describe the plot of the story so far in 60 seconds That's or familiar. less. Yes. I have not practiced. I uh, literally added and subtracted when I sat down because I realized I'd forgotten to yeah. do it. So I have no idea what's about to happen here. But um, Gordon, you're our guest. You get the bell and you get the timer as Casey's going to uh, try to do this the first time. I got to get in familia mode. He's he's drinking a little bit of Modelo right now. It's not quite a Corona, but it'll have to do. You want to count Gordon down? Familia. All right. From five or from three? Uh, From 30, please. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, from three. Give me a three. All right. Three. Two, one, go. Tuna Fish Brian races Dom and else blows up his car. Dom accepts him and offers him a Corona. Mia gives up Dom and friends to CB so so CB can bust Dom. CB lets Dom escape too fast for back with no longer cop Brian. FBI guy recruits him and Roman. Uh, there's a forgettable villain. Sean gets shipped to Tokyo. He makes a friend, meets Han, destroys Han's car. Han eats some snacks and is murdered. Dom shows up at the end back in time to the DR. Dom and fam are heisting. Letty dies. Dom returns. Brian is back and Mia's mad. Dom goes to prison. Dom is out of prison and Rio go, uh, job goes bad. Reyes is pissed. The Rock shows up. The fam assembles. Hobbs switches sides. The fam drags a vault through Rio. Letty lives. Hobbs recruits the fam to hunt down Shaw and Letty in London. Twist, Letty has amnesia. A tank tears through Spain. Shaw is caught all according to plan. Letty's back with the fam. Mia shows up and they chase a plane. Giselle dies. Only Han cares. Han is killed by other Shaw. Shaw attacks the fam. Dom is rescued by Belgian drinking Mr. Nobody. The fam drops from a plane onto a mountain in Abu Dhabi. Dom and Brian make a car fly. Shaw shows up. And then in LA, it's a street fright. And Cuba Cypher gets Dom to betray the fam. Hobbs and Shaw want to kill each other. Maybe. Dom's in New York and all the cars are on autopilot. Also, Little Nobody hates Roman. Not bad. 57 seconds. <sighs> Cutting it close. Fucking yeah, good. Joe. All right, Gordon. Nope. That's so many details. Do not interrupt me with the time left. Oh, my God. That throws me yeah, so much. You, only, <laughs> you should only do one interruption. See, I did that before, and you said it was helpful. You, you, yes. You, yeah, you, yeah, it's, it was like, it's, it's, it's gotten a lot more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. doing the one. Like, you're, you're the, 30, the 30 second one was helpful. The 15 threw me. Yeah. <sighs> But, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I wasn't sure I was going to make it. But you did, and it was a good job. There's a lot of details in there that I would have just cut out. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry, because you will they be cutting it out. will be getting cut out. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the second part of uh, Fate of the Furious, which there's an eight in there. There's not, not an eight in there. There's an eight in there in Fate of the Furious, because it's the no, eighth movie. It's not if- Eight. Yeah, yeah, but that's not how they. T? That's not how they spell. That's it. how I. I, s- I spelt it. F e i g h t. Jesus. <laughs> don't uh, don't don't encourage him, Gordon. Don't encourage. I him. gotta bring up two every, more times. Every, every every time you suggest he might be right, he's gonna prove you wrong in a different way. <laughs> so uh, we got to be joined by Gordon this time. Gordon got to see the core of the movie too. Yes. He did. Have you um, seen it? Be- have you seen this film before? A long, long time ago. All right. So before we get into breaking this down, will you give us the ten second car? Oh, I, you're gonna bring it up. Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm ready. What do you mean? Am I, I'm gonna bring it up? Of course, I'm gonna bring it up. So, Ten Second Car is where in, I am going to go through the entire plot of the quarter of the movie that we just saw in ten words. Exactly. So, here we go. Dom is now bad because his baby mama is kidnapped. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. it. Like, and that's I, so, I, I didn't have time to bring that up in the thing. But, yeah, Dom has a kid. Holy so, shit. 
Did you see that come on? Yeah, because like I've seen the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen trailers for these movies. <laughs> Casey's now walked away. I think he's he's done. <laughs> Well, Casey's gone, so that. But yeah, I, I've seen the. I saw this coming. And like it's like there's only one thing that could take Dom away from family, and that's family. <laughs> so it was obvious that like he, he had a kid. I was not expecting though to see that Elena was alive. I figured that she would be like dead, and it would just be like just the baby that that the uh, that Cipher had. So that's what I saw. I did not expect them both to be alive. Yeah, I know. It's very, it's very yeah, um, but you need which means that I think I'm pretty sure Elena's probably going to die in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Haven't you seen trailers? Uh, they don't usually cover deaths. <laughs> Typically. They don't even, births. even Han. <laughs> I hate trailers. Trailers are just birth announcements. <laughs> they, don't even, they don't even show Han dying. And he dies like three times. That's true. He does. Um, it's so, three or four. He hasn't died uh, yet. I think it's just three. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So. I, so. All right. So this this section this part starts with and I'm sorry I didn't um hear what you said after I stormed oh, out of the I, room. We laughed at that. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so this this section starts uh with a continuation of Hobbs and Shaw yelling at each other. Yep. Um, and why did you just, I, I was just, I, I just <laughs> was curious if like Gordon wanted to try some yep. of this and like, we, um, and so we, we get, the, we get the Hobbs and Shaw like team up, like, but not really. Team there up. was a prison fight. There was a prison fight that culminates in nobody showing up and pointing guns at them and being like, that took longer than expected. Well, somebody did actually show up and point guns yeah. at them. <laughs> Thank you for making that joke. So I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave this room again. <laughs> so uh, during, the, during this fight, like one of the more egregious things that I see The Rock do, and like he does a lot of ridiculous stuff. Like we, last time we saw him bench, uh, just curling. He also like punched a, a, a wall. concrete bench. But uh, this time he headbutts somebody who's wearing a fucking helmet and they get knocked out. <laughs> yeah, I think Gordon was the one who mentioned that. I, I mentioned Oh, is that you? Yeah. Okay. That I mean, was ridiculous. You can do that. It's just not going to end well for the person who's not, not wearing, wearing a helmet. helmet. Unless yeah. you're a main character. Right. You, then you get plot armor. Like, so, I mean, so I bought a helmet for $30 that's um, for rocks to fall on my head. So maybe those guys should have that one. <laughs> And part of it has to do with the cushion. I mean, if you're just wearing, you know, hardened plastic with no, you know, with no yeah, but why wouldn't you like, and they weren't expect, nobody expects a wild rock. Maybe it was a federal prison. Maybe it wasn't a private prison where they don't have the funding. Wait, the private prisons don't have the funding or the federal no, the, prison the doesn't private, have the, the federal funding. prison don't have the funding because they're taxpayer funded. The private prisons yeah, would have the money I, because they're, but they don't I have don't, the money because it's not given to them. Yeah. So like, it's not, I don't, but it's I don't, I don't, don't want to get into the fucked up thing that <laughs> private prisons cause. This isn't fucking John Oliver. All right. Like this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So yeah. Hobbs and Shaw 
free and they're joining the team where the team that is now in handcuffs right now because uh, uh, little nobody has them uh, had taken them in. in God, little nobody's a douche, especially to Roman. So it's pretty great. Like during this segment of the film, like where like we, we didn't we don't really care what this guy's name was. And then the crew is starting to come up with nicknames and like little nobody's the one that sticks. And then after that, in the credit, like we have a oh, close in the, in the close captioning, they, it lists him as little, little nobody. nobody. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, yeah, so they, they, uh, nobody comes in with Hobbs and Shaw. And, Letty, Letty takes her own handcuffs off because yeah, she's we're a badass. At a, and we're at a, the, and where are we right now? We're nowhere with, the, with nobody. nobody. Yeah. We're nowhere with nobody. Um, and I think nobody just calls all of his bases nowhere. This is just the new nowhere. <laughs> it's a pretty sterile, I think was, uh, what, uh, yeah, even, even for him, which is true. Cause like, yeah, last, I didn't see any Belgian beer. Yeah. There's no Belgian beer. Uh, we get a little rundown of Cypher. Uh, we have a uh, Roman uh, just doing his Roman best. To bring giving, up the, well, first, he <laughs> he brings up like uh, that he's hungry. Yeah. And they he also brings up uh, Eagle, the God's eye, uh, God's eye from the last movie. Yeah. Which somebody had to bring up. And then they devote like normally they'd be Roman like, is the best audience surrogate. So normally it'd be like one sentence in a film. That where they would like bring it up and be like, oh, we can't do that because we had to give it away to some other agency or something like that. This movie at least like treats it with a little bit more care. Well, like they're going to actually. But also, also, we basically got a scene of Mr. Nobody saying, no, of course we didn't think of that, Roman. No. Why don't we try it? No, that was great. Because like, because <laughs> it was about making Roman feel bad. And then the smarter team tech team members can be like, you know what we can do? We can look where the eagle eyes, where God's eye is not looking, and then use that to find them. It's like, or something like that. Some nonsense. No, it was, uh, it had some kind of, uh, a pita trace or something or yeah. <laughs> there was there was some there was some nonsense acronym yeah, and i yeah. and i i turned to fuse, gordon i was like fuse fear fear i think no, it's heard with an feta cheese yeah it was basically a caesar salad <laughs> um <laughs> but they they're able to narrow down where um where is dom i guess narrow down and not <laughs> russia and then we have this is the great, probably the greatest part of the segment. It's like Mr. Nobody's looking at the street. Well, that's interesting, as it turns out. <laughs> that, that's interesting. That's here. And then explosions. <laughs> <laughs> and like Mr. Nobody just has this fun expression on his face. Just, he's just like, I fucking, he's like, I live for the whimsy of my job, and this is what's happening right now. Uh, it was, it's just, just a reminder, Mr. Nobody's played by Kurt Russell, so it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Concussion grenade goes off. Everybody's it's not stuck. just a concussion grenade, it's a next gen co- concussion grenade that messes with all your senses. Which is, eh, it might wear off in an hour. <laughs> Then I'm going to walk around and menacingly point my gun at everybody in the room, and then I uh, stand over Letty and kiss Dom. So that was, I thought that was, uh, as hot as a uh, cypher is, that was a gross kiss, because, like, you know, like, going, like... Oh, it was very rapey. You no, know, yeah, it was very rapey kiss. It was like, oh, she's clearly being uh, blackmailed to do this. So that was, that was pretty gross. Uh, then... Uh, we find out why it's because Lena is captured and she had a baby. 
Baby uh, middle name Marcus. Yeah. Marcos. First, first name TBD Brian. <laughs> it's obviously going to be Brian. There's no other name it could be. <laughs> like, I haven't seen this movie before. It's clearly going to be Brian. Oh, and then, then there was a throwaway line of why Brian's not in this film. What is the guy that died in, like, I think, the third one? Um, he's the one that Han? hated Brian in the first movie. Oh. Um, he's the one that he falls into South America. A guy who died in the third movie? That oh, 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 no, no, no. Uh, talking about the, the fourth movie with yeah. um, uh, Vince. Yes. Vince that, is dead. Yes. So maybe they could name the baby Vince. That would have made sense, except Brian died. Also, screen. Vince betrayed the family. But he redeemed but he himself. he redeemed himself at the end. By dying. Yeah. By see, dying. So that's why he could be Vince. I'm just saying. I don't think but he's going to be Vince. Mechanically, Brian is, is not TBD, dead. Is TBD not TVD? No, Brian is not dead. Paul is this dead, is a, Brian. Yeah, yeah, but like this is a movie that heavily stars Vin Diesel <laughs> and his friend Brian just, or not Brian, his, his friend Paul Walker just died. Yeah. So but the character in also, the movies. Vin Diesel's second famous, most famous role is a character that only says Groot. <laughs> like he's... He's not exactly big on subtlety. <laughs> yeah, and and let's be honest, that's pretty getting pretty close to his most famous character. As big as this franchise is, yeah, he has he has he has two characters. One only says "I am Groot," and the other one says "We are family." <laughs> well, he has, he, has a, he has a third character, but usually just grunts a lot. Riddick? Nobody talks about Triple X. Oh, I forgot about Triple X. <laughs> that's not really a character. That's just Vin Diesel. No, I thought that was the one that uh, played with Street Sharks. Was there Street Sharks? What? Oh, uh, there's a, one of Vin Diesel's um, early uh, um, roles was on a commercial for Street Sharks. Oh! <laughs> ah, Street Sharks. Street Shark toys. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Street Wasn't Sharks. Wasn't he a nanny in some movie? Uh, the Pacifier. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, when, uh, now, those ro- now those roles go to The Rock. No, no, no. Rock did his roles too. Like they, they were doing the same roles at the same time. Uh, it's John Cena. No, I no, I don't think they were at the same time. I think it was Vin Diesel and then The Rock. Because there's the Tooth Fairy was The Rock. Yeah, but that was like I want to say like ten years later. Really? Yeah. Whoa, that would John Cena seems to be taking that role or was for a minute before Tooth Fairy movie was 2012. And the Past Fire, 2005. Wow. Wow. Yeah, was- yeah, yeah. So Vin Diesel did his like his. His uh, family movie stuff, uh, like a good bit before The Rock, because The Rock was still doing wrestling at that point, at that time. Yeah, and like now John Cena is pretty big in the superhero stuff with uh, the uh, what's the name of the character he plays? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. I haven't seen the show yet, although apparently the guy who plays his dad, like he was like in John Cena's first movie. I watched back uh, like years ago. Suicide Squad is that Suicide the, Squad. The Suicide Squad, yeah, right? Yeah, came before the Peacemaker. The yeah. one, the I don't know what is it. This peak. Yeah, 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 show? yeah, yeah, yeah. Peacemaker. Uh, Peacemaker's fan, fucking fantastic. And the, the so Suicide good. Squad was amazing. I really enjoyed that movie. It was um, oh yeah, first. so uh, The Rock was an active wrestler from '96 to 2004, and then 2011 to 2013. Oh, he came back for a couple years. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then one year in uh, 2016. He came back. I'm guessing like it was like a probably like one show or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Ring names. Dwayne Johnson. Flex Cavana. That one did not stick. <laughs> Rocky uh Maivia. And then The Rock. Yeah. 
I wonder which one stuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, he's only 6'5". I feel like he'd be taller. Well, that is pretty tall. fucking tall. Like that's like one of those things. Like where like you sometimes wonder like if like certain actors are like are are actually not as tall as they seem. But six five for the Rock is like wow. He actually seems like he's taller than he actually is shown in the movies. Rhett from Rhett and Link is six seven. That is absurd. Yeah, which like, but they're sitting down all the time. Yeah, well, but Link is like Link is not a short person either. He's like six two. That's the only reason they can sit together. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason the sizes match up because they're sitting together and yeah. Yeah, what is he? He is um Oh no, never mind. He's only six foot. Oh, there you go. Those are absurd heights though. Oh yeah, no, six, the, 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 is insanely, insanely yeah. tall. Uh yeah, so but back to the movie. Oh, we're still in this. Yeah, we're not done with that. <laughs> we went off we went off a little on a tangent. Uh so uh, we find out that like his uh he makes this big deal in this this big scene about uh about how like like where uh, Cipher gives him a gun is like well shoot me and then all those other this whole group is gonna come in oh my god and then like he tries to put turn like the writing is terrible and like the like not the worst writing in the segment though and Dom is like trying to be emotional too, which is weird. Trying to see him be well. Being emotional. I mean, so somebody sprayed him in the face with a hose before the Elena scene <laughs> because both of his eyes are just like wet, but like there's no tears. No, like, you know, yeah, they're 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 wet, and like his voice is different. He's not like normal grumbly. It's yeah, it's it's like wavy grumbly. It's like somebody, it's like grumbly on a boat. It's like somebody who didn't know what emotion was <laughs> trying to emulate it, after, trying to pretend what emotions are. After watching movies of them trying to pretend to be emotional in those movies, and uh, so that it's it's weird. And he ends up being like, I even if I could fight all these people, I can't open this because there's this two person lock, which is the first. Yeah, time and then I've he's just angry. Yeah. Um, and then uh, is it is it before or after that that we get the scene? No, it's after that the, where we, we get the scene where uh, Charlie's Theron just keeps repeating the same line over. And yeah. I'm still not convinced that they just didn't record that once and then looped it. Yeah, it's very likely though what they did. They just like they kept they kept going back to her. And, and she's and, like, and, and, I I need another angle. And like her guy's like, I don't have another angle. I need another angle. I don't have another angle. I need another angle. Actually, I think it was probably different takes oh, <laughs> that they were using. Like so, so, and it, they just like edited it in those different takes. It was so bad. Uh, so let's see. Uh, we oh, and then there's joined- the mystery woman, Helen Mirren. Well, well uh, not quite there because we have the toy box. Oh, the toy box where the Roman li- gets his car. Where little nobody is like showing a little added, more attitude. And, and Roman, see, Roman sees this fancy car, the showroom car. is like, well, I'm going to take that because nobody would see it coming. It's like, it, what, what color was it? It was orange. Uh, it's orange. It's bright orange. Everybody will see it coming. No, it, it's reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> and then Black and then space station will and, see it coming. <laughs> and then and then he tries to get uh, Black Santa to put it down or Blanta. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so little nobody uh, pulled some strings to get a tank, but then says that nobody can use the tank. They're gonna use the tank. Yeah. Uh, so there's a. So somehow, then we get the scene where Hobbs and Shaw are gonna make out. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> that was weird. And I'm like, and I'm going like I'm watching the scenes like, 
I realize that they have their own movie and they have their own angst in that movie, so they can't resolve this sexual tension here. <laughs> yeah, no, it has to be the third act of the of the next movie, yeah. like a James Bond film, yeah. like. Some kind of like um, they have to like jump out of an airplane and land in a field, and then like the parachute has to like cascade over them, and then it has to, <laughs> <laughs> and then it has to like suggestingly cut to black. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So that's what I'm assuming that's going to happen. Hobson Shaw, then, right? That's got to happen there. Probably. I mean, yeah, or at least the porn parody. So somehow it slobs and jaw. <laughs> so prepping for this New York job, Dom is like driving down the street in this his car and he has a kill switch on his car to make the engine have engine troubles. How did he add that? Like it makes no sense. I can only assume that like from the previous movie he used like the top of a a, a can. They've never they've never been to that was this movie. That was was that this movie? It was this movie. Oh, there we go. No, no, that was that shit. It was this movie. <laughs> Where he used that to make his car go faster? Yeah. Well, in this movie That was in Cuba. In this movie he used he put it somewhere else in his engine to make it go slower if he pressed how the button. How did he, how, like but like I don't know, and they so this is the first time they've been to New York in the series. So really, yeah, wow. So like how like because I mean you don't you don't think babes in bikinis in New York, so they don't go to New York or in the sun. It's not an exotic locale like London, yeah. which is apparently exotic. Um, just like more white people doing white things, like so, um, yeah. And uh, so, but he he kind of cuts away from the camera. Somehow he knows by instincts where all the cameras are as he glances at one of the cameras. Even the fucking ATM across the street? Until the truck backs in and he knows now he's blocked by that camera. And then he can go meet up with Helen Mirren. And who is Helen Mirren? Well, there's no way to know except I wrote down in my notes that she's Mother Shaw. <laughs> Do you know that for sure? I've seen the trailers for other movies. So God yes. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the trailers for these movies. Uh, yeah, so yeah, she is Mama Shaw. Yeah. It's it. supposed to be a reveal. I didn't know the first time I watched it. Uh, it uh, yeah, but like I saw trailers. For, like, I, I didn't see this movie at the time it came out. I didn't either. Oh, oh, I've seen trailers though. So. <laughs> I guess I got that. Uh, and then there's the uh, the omni- the automated bumper cars happens. Well, yeah, like fucking uh, the Elon Musk's wet dream or biggest <laughs> nightmare. Like, I'm not entirely sure what's happening here, but also target every every chip with a zero day. Uh, was it zero day vulnerability or something? And then that's thousands. Hack them all. What are we watching? Hackers from 1994? <laughs> Jesus Hack fucking <laughs> And like Cypher's supposed to be the hacker, like as we find out from her back, like the background earlier, but she has somebody else doing the hacking. Right. I just like, I just, I keep, I keep waiting for, um, oh my God, uh, the guy who plays Scooby-Doo. What's his name? Oh, Matt, Matthew Lillard to yeah. like fucking uh, like jump up and be like, zero cool, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What amazing casting for Shaggy, though. <laughs> Can we just take a minute and just like, he was amazing at Shaggy. He was also at Gen Con. Really? Yeah, uh, he was uh, He was at his booth. Um, I guess he, uh, uh, was it Beetle and Bard? Uh, or Beetle and Grimm. Beetle and Grimm um, is, is his company. Oh. And he was behind the booth all weekend. Oh. Uh, wearing no name tag. Oh, cool. 
yeah, yeah. And like, I heard him talking. I'm like, and I look back and I'm like, and then Matt was like, yeah, Matthew Lillard has booth. I'm like, oh. I walked by like three more times, like, oh my god, the fuck is shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> But also, I wanted to just yell, hack the planet at him. But I was like, ah, he's working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you showed that restraint. I'm proud of you. If I had drank a little bit more, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Like, also, next year, that's I why won't. we do. That's why we do our drinking after <laughs> being on the floor. But also, like, maybe next year, I'll, I'll, like, I'll go buy something and then be like, hack the planet. Uh, and then walk away. Yep. So you don't have to maintain eye contact or anything. Good. That's a good yeah, plan. Yeah, be like, I'm zero cool. Hack the planet. Yeah, uh, but like, there's the the automated bumper cars, and then there's cars doing flips, and then it cuts. All right. Um. So yeah, we're at the we wrapped up the uh, segment. We're an hour in. And now the Department of Defense presents news with Casey. That's unfortunately me. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the WHO is urging the public not to attack monkeys amid the monkeypox outbreak, following reports that primates have been poisoned and killed in Brazil. What people need to know is the transmission we are seeing is happening between humans, WHO spokesperson Dr. Margaret Harris said on Tuesday at a press briefing in Geneva. At least 10 monkeys in Brazil, a combination of marmosets and capuchins, were rescued showing signs of intoxication or having been harmed. Uh, seven of them died, and the others are being monitored in zoo in Sao, Ho- in Sao Jose uh, de Rio Preto in the state of uh, Sao Paulo. The environmental military police in Brazil believe the poisonings were perpetuated, perpetrated, perpetrated by people <laughs> out of a fear of monkeypox. Yeah, so monkeypox turns out uh, not from monkeys. So how do they get the name monkeypox, or is that it's, just uh, the internet being the internet? Yeah, so it's WHA declared monkeypox a public health emergency of international concern. Nearly 32,000 cases globally have been reported this year. Uh, transmitting... Uh, the name was cho- uh, chosen for this disease is very unfortunate. Many people in Brazil believe that monkeys carried the disease and are uh, persecuting these animals. We are very concerned because of this represents a huge threat to wild animals in Brazil, which are already very endangered. You see this happen time and time again. Take it, for example, the, all the murders of limes when Lyme disease was first discovered. Yep, or the continued war on chickens from chickenpox. We'll never stop killing those chickens, though. And I mean, you did your part today. I do, I'm doing my part. And there's people that thought Corona beer gave you the coronavirus. Which, yeah, it caused prices to go down, which was great for me because I got to drink more <laughs> Corona. Um, it's a well-known phenomenon that Elon Musk fans attack people who criticize their idol online, many seemingly believing the bombastic billionaire can do no wrong. However, one such fan is going the extra mile to try and prove a story this week about Tesla cars failing to detect children in the road wrong. Uh, he is willing to try and run down a child to prove it. Twitter user Omar Quasi, uh, who tweets as Whole Mars Catalog, appears to have taken the Dawn Project's testing as a personal insult and has persuaded a couple to volunteer their child to prove the EV's full self-driving uh, FSD does, not, does indeed stop for children. In its report, the Dawn Project carried out what it is described as a scientific test of the capability of, the, of Tesla's uh, full self-driving technology to avoid a stationary mannequin of a small child. The executive summary child uh, or summary said it had demonstrated uh, conclusively that the software does not avoid the child or even slow down when the child is in plain view. 
a Tesla Model 3 equipped with uh, VFSD software, repeatedly struck the child mannequin in a manner that would be fatal to an actual child. The software is a demonstrable danger to human life and must be removed from the market immediately. Do you think when they were doing these uh, these runs, do you think they were laughing? Because I don't know <laughs> I mean, if I can stop myself from laughing from seeing this mannequin just get hit just over get and over again. Over and over again. Um, I guess that's why I'm not. The, the, if I had like a, a crash test dummy job where I'm just in charge of like doing those crash tests for and just running them over and over again. I think I would not be a good fit. I'd be laughing a lot. Uh, so the Don Project, founded by uh, suffer entrepreneur and Musk critic Dan O'Dowd, uh, shared raw video footage of its test car mowing down the mannequin multiple times. However, uh, Quasi says the video simply doesn't match the performance of the Tesla he, witch- he witnesses every day. He asked his nearly 130,000 followers whether anyone in the Bay Area would volunteer their child to make a point. I promise I won't run them over. We'll disengage if needed, he continued, indicating that he would take control of the car if he felt there was any danger. Uh, the Don Project's members uh, were afraid of being exposed as liars. If it's really uh, true that it doesn't stop for children, that needs to be fixed. But that's not the experience I've had with it. Uh, he continued, addressing some of the backlash he'd received for wanting to try it with a real child. A lot of very stupid people seem to think I'm going to murder someone. I mean... Uh, before showing, sharing nine reasons why the child wouldn't be harmed. That included the test being performed at just five miles an hour, the driver being the father of the child. Because um, fathers never kill their children. Yes. <laughs> um, 100,000 cars are running uh, this every day and is interacting with millions of pedestrians, including kids. If there's a problem, it needs to be documented immediately. If there isn't, the liars there need to be called out and exposed for trying to kill people for money. He then kept attacking his critics, telling them that there was no need to shit your britches. This is very serious to me. It is not a joke, and it is not for fun. We plan <laughs> we plan to run over the child on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And he's going five miles an hour, which is going to give plenty of time for... A child to be hit by well, a car. Well, for the system also to recognize it. That's not the problem. The problem is like when also the system's going... 25 miles an hour or, or like 50 miles an hour. And then was, Oh, it realizes there's a, a, a child there, but I can't stop in time. Yeah. What you really need to do is you need to have the child chase a ball in front of the car <laughs> and then die. Yeah. So, uh, in our second, um, part of, Hey Bay area, are you okay? Um, we have another story from there. Um, exactly. Is extortion the solution? That's the question Marcia uh, Safin uh, was hit with when she found a flyer on her windshield and parked near University of San Francisco. The flyer says, I don't want to steal anymore, but still have to pay or still have bills to pay. Can you help me, please? Um, right out. Like, and also her car was robbed. Um, the person goes on to list three modern ways you can pay them. Cash App, Bitcoin, and PayPal. I was actually a little scared, a little rattled. I didn't know if they were going to come back and break into my car or anyone else's car. Uh, Saban said, uh, she noticed multiple cars had the same flower. She also said that the car break-ins around the area happened frequently, especially during the holidays. Even though she said she decided not to pay, her coworker, who also got the flyer, did send some money. I felt extorted in some ways. Uh, she said, like, if I didn't give them any money, are they going to come back? Cybersecurity expert uh, Atay Mayer said this type of crime involving crypto and apps are in some cases hard to trace. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency based on a blockchain. 
um, which he started to explain, but then everybody stopped listening because we're fucking done with it. Um, uh, so while it's impossible to know who is behind a specific wallet, you can still follow traces and see which transactions uh, reach which wallet. PayPal, PayPal confirmed that the account is real and said in part any illegal behavior is a direct violation of the PayPal user agreement and any violations of this nature will result in the, an account being terminated. The SFPD uh, said this is the first time they've seen this criminal approach, but confirmed San Francisco is experiencing an, um, an uptick in auto burglaries. So the uptick at this, uh, this point compared to last year, uh, which are auto burglaries as well as larceny or thefts are that are occurring in any retail establishment of theft out of... Out of person are about 16% higher compared to last year. So, yeah, San Francisco, are you okay? Probably not. Turns out it's just, uh, like, there was another story that I was going to put in here. Um, they're trying to figure out, uh, so San Francisco is trying to implement a new trash can. One of their uh, one of their um, beta trash cans cost $20,000 per trash can. What was the uh, trash can? I, I don't think it was the Bay Area. Wasn't there a trash can that, like, uh asks nicely in a sexy voice for people to throw trash away. Yeah, that is not the Bay Area one. The Bay Area one, they need a new one that, um, because uh, apparently the current ones are either, uh, the, the openings are too big and people are rummaging through them, which, I mean, whatever. Uh, or, like, the locks are easily dismantled because um, they put, like, covers over them, or the openings are too small, or they start on fire too easily, or... San Francisco, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> they're, they're having a moment. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you Blade Runner now? <laughs> well, that, was a, that was a good segment of, Bay, are you okay? <laughs> Bay, you okay? I mean, do we even need a discussion topic? We're over an hour. I want to do the discussion topic, Because this, this is the only time that we can do it, because we've been waiting on this one for... Don't we add... Like, You're right, fine. Guys. We have a discussion topic. All right. We are starting a TV network. What is our premier programming block? So what that means for us is we are going to come up with shows, pitch shows, and we need to uh, fill... Um, give me... Uh, so premier programming, we need to do primetime. Let's, let's say we need to do a... A, a 4 p.m. to midnight programming block, um, and we all need to come up with it. I will start a Google Sheets. So I'm going. So I have two ideas, and I just want you guys to be able to make the shows that you want. Because I will help find. Because my shows will be the cheap ones to make on this network. Right. My shows are going to be. That's right. Reality TV, the cheapest of shows to make. But that way, you guys can live your dreams and make your pet projects for your shows. For on this programming block for this new product oh, for the new, the new BNS channel, right? All right, yeah. So four four to midnight. Let's uh, let's let's start this. This is going to be a premiere. We're going to go live at four. We have we have eight hours of programming to fill. I think we can do this. And so uh, I have two shows. I, 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 I so let me kick off. Then. All right. So let, let me make a show list here. So the first show I have. So you guys have you guys watched ghost hunting shows before? God damn it. <laughs> now I, I used to like them, and I saw a couple, and then I saw the one like where like they obviously had like a string running up their sleeve for like <laughs> for like for like an anniversary like holiday show that they were doing to make it look like somebody some ghost was pulling their collar. It was just a string on their sleeve, or in their, and then they were pulling from their pocket, which was it was like wow, I can't believe that they go that far to try to get uh, people to watch the show. So now you have ghost hunter hunters. So, 
Yeah, that's not the show. <laughs> is that really the name? It is the, you got it right away. <laughs> ghost Hunter Hunters. We are hunting ghost hunters on this reality TV show. All right. Uh, what's uh, what, what what kind of programming block do you need? Do you need a thirty minute? Do you need a forty five or an hour? This block? is going to be a forty five minute. Take up the whole hour block. Okay. And it's going to be it's actually going to be forty minutes and twenty minutes of advertisements in there. Because <laughs> ghost hunter hunters. Why? Why was that so easy to guess? <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally what I wrote down in my notes. Was ghost hunter hunters? <laughs> you, you got it right away. I'm impressed. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, uh, but uh, there's going to be people dying on that show. Because <laughs> we're hunting ghost hunters. Somebody's gonna take it's it going to be a literally. horror block. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your other show? Or oh. actually, no, here, we'll do yeah. Gordon, give me a show. So I would be, we were talking mythical creatures earlier, but I think it'd be cool to have, it'd be kind of like part live action, part, or, well, maybe just all CG, like the new BBC or is it Discovery doing the dinosaur show? You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, it's narrated by Sir David Attenborough. About dinosaurs? Yeah. It's fucking dope. Yeah, it is. Anyway, that, but it'd be the guy play, that played Hagrid. I can't think of his name. Hagrid. Yeah, the actor. Oh. um, uh, Robbie Coltrane? Yes. It'd be him talking about, you know, the giant spiders and dragons and griffins and, you know, jackalopes and stuff. Like Steve Irwin meets, you know, Harry Potter world. Like okay, so mythical show. creature hour. Yeah. All right, what's it called? Uh, I didn't get that far. Uh, what was the class? What was the class that they have to take in Harry Potter with Hagrid? Uh, mythical the, the, creatures, uh, I think. I think it's just called mythical creatures or dangerous creatures or something like that. Yeah, let's take that. Uh, Coltrane's creature menagerie or yeah, that, that works. Fantastic Beasts. Coltrane's Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Fantastic beast. Um, and what's the show length on this one? Do an hour. Okay, one hour. So we have two reality shows so far. All right. Uh, oh, no, this, is, this is going to be bad because I only prepared reality TV shows. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on with this uh, with with this run here. Um, so I feel like we need a new show, right? But I feel like we need something different. So I'm gonna create balanced fair news. Where all of the hosts have to balance on balance boards while giving news about fairs. Oh, so <laughs> I have to I have to clarify. Are we talking about talking about fairs and then like county fairs, or are we talking about fairs as in fairs that you have to pay? Yes. Oh, like county fairs. All right, county fairs. All yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, they're like or like state fairs or whatever. But yeah, they have to balance while giving the evening fair news. All right. So it's it's balanced fair news. That makes sense. I thought so. And it's truthful in its advertising. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's only 30 minutes. <laughs> that's really all we can get out of that. Like, there's only so much. That's, that's right. Because my, my next one is also 30 minutes. Uh, this is also a reality TV show, but it's only 30 minutes. But it's at 4 o'clock for the kids. The kids to enjoy. It's called Only You Can Prevent Forest Fires. So that we start a forest fire, <laughs> and we give uh, the kids some buckets full of water, and they have to prevent the forest fire from burning further. Um, it's a 30-minute block, so I'm not going to ruin how, they, how it ends. It's the forest fire. It ends with the forest fire. 
It starts with a forest fire. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to get arrested for that one. Uh, Gordon. I don't know if you'd put this under reality TV or game show or both, but uh, it's where you bring boomers in and they can win an additional, you know, I don't know, some sort of retirement package. But they have to make it 30 days in a newer age job. So, you know, guy that was, you know, CEO of some company for 30 years and didn't do shit but got a $65 million exit bonus thing now has to go make coffees at Starbucks for 90 days. But then he gets he gets more money, though. If, if he, doesn't. he doesn't quit. But he doesn't lose his money he already has, Okay, maybe that's... I feel attacked. Maybe that's... He gets even more money? (laughs) If he quits, he loses his retirement package and the bonus. (laughs) At the end, he has to decide between avocado toast and retirement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We need a name. We need a name. Um, Generation Wealth. (laughs) Actually... Avocado toast or retirement. I kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Avocado toast or retirement. Uh, Is this a one hour? Yeah. It's your your post-dinner. Okay. So we need need some sitcoms to kind of like block this out a little bit. Um, All right. So I have one. It is... It's it's set in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh... (laughs) And it's it's a uh, it's it's a group of roommates um, sharing a um, a quote unquote shared living space. Um, so it's like it's it's a small cast of like sixteen people um, in a two bedroom apartment. <laughs> but the, the, I have to ask: Is this apartment larger than is anything affordable by anybody at all? Yeah, it said it was two bedrooms, right? No, yeah, you said it's two bedrooms, but is the space that we're showing on screen way more space? I than said it was two bedrooms in the Bay Area with only 16 people, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... Are these really big bedrooms when we're shooting them, though? Or are they regular skies? You know, there's only eight people per bedroom. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So you're not trying to make it look larger than it really is, like, let's say, Friends. I mean, come on. It's only eight people per bedroom. (laughs) 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 This is want to make sure that was clear. (laughs) That's okay. The hero of the series is the landlord. Oh, really? (laughs) That's a fun twist. That is a fun twist. I know. And it's called, where's my rent? (laughs) That answers my question of, do they ever pay the rent on time? (laughs) What a great show. So uh, the last program I have prepared is one that I'm sure everybody is going to be familiar with. This is... uh, We've already we've already like peer reviewed this one. This one is gonna just make gangbusters. Uh, this reality TV show because also why are you only doing reality? Like we're not a reality the, TV. We need some scripted content. It's cheaper. We need some scripted content. Well, this is also a documentary because it's it's, go, it's gonna be about like trying to teach a message because this is the biodome TV show that we pitched a couple <laughs> oh, episodes ago, God. which was amazing and is gonna be on our network, our premiere network. What are we calling it? Biodome three, three. Because the the real life one was Biodome two was the name of the actual Biodome, 
the Biodome 3D because for the folks that had the 3D TVs still that. Oh, and you, uh, so you may not, maybe you may have even did listen to that episode where we talked about Biodome, but just to give you a, a quick heads up. So basically they're locked in the Biodome. They cannot leave. They have to not only survive, they also have to complete, there's hidden challenges in each of the little, uh, that's a, that's dome, a one hour block. Mini domes within the area. Yeah, it's a one-hour All right, block. so I have Biodome 3 because the Poly Shore one counts for some reason. And they don't have enough, uh, they actually don't have enough, like, there's, like, pack f- supplies that they have. The supplies aren't enough to get them through the entire, no, it wasn't just one year, It's uh, it was, like, two years. Yep. Uh, it's not enough supplies to get them through the entire chunk of time, but they can, they, so if they don't calculate it themselves, they don't find out until they move a certain box, that and underneath the box on the cement is written how much time they have actually, le- how much supplies they actually have left. So they have to make sure that they're growing, maintaining the environment because they're living there. And there's challenges that they can do for special stuff, too. Biodome 3. <laughs> Coming at 8 o'clock. We need two more 30-minute right. shows. All right. I got a sitcom one. All right. Group of friends that have a podcast studio, but kind of like that 70s show where they'd do the, be sitting in the circle and the camera would pan around to them. Uh-huh. It's that but they're telling the events of that day or week, you know, of, of, of this certain time period. Yep. And, you know, so it'd cut to the, you know, the actual sitcom part of it, whether of course, you know, So it's just that 2010 show? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah we, throwback Thursday. Yeah. That's actually could be what it's called. And it's set in Wisconsin. Yes. So, I mean, all of this, all of this technically works. <laughs> <laughs> But All there's right. more time at the spinning at the table than there was in the 70s show? Yeah. All right. That'd be like your intro and outro. All right. So I need a uh, – so, all right. Uh, here, here's what I'm thinking. We, we need one more scripted show. Um, Talking dog. No, no. Um, Gordon, uh, all right. Here, here's, here's one from each of you. I want an emotion, and I want a uh, – the first name, just a first name. Greg. Sad. Sad Greg. Everyone's sad about Greg. All right. <laughs> now, this is, a, I think this would be a, a fun show. If uh, Sad Greg, so like it's not from Greg's perspective, or not normally from Greg's perspective of this show. So everybody is just like, looks at Greg and like he's just a bummer to be around. But like they, they're still like, he's still part of their lives. So they still have to deal with him. But like if you the small the small parts like where you're actually seeing it from Greg's perspective, like he's actually not that sad. He's actually just having a great time. He's just introverted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So I think at four o'clock we need to start with the children's show. Um, and that is Only you can prevent, only you forest. Can prevent forest fires. All right. So <laughs> All right, so right after that, uh, like, parents are starting to come home. Um, I think we need something light. We need something airy. Uh, so everyone's sad about Greg. Yeah. <laughs> um, works there. Oh, wait, no, hang on. This is an hour, so I got to go up to 5 o'clock. So now we're moving into prime time. Uh, but well, this is also, though, the news block, though. Like, this no, is that'd be this. You... Uh, do, wait, is, is news 5 or is that 6? Uh, 5 or you're, it's normally at 6, I think. Yeah, 6 is 6.30. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. So we'll we'll do we'll do the news here. So hang on. Let me make sure I block this. Let me put some colors in here, and then I can see things. All right. So we'll make that um, orange. All right. Only you can prefer fires is orange. Six o'clock. Uh, six to six thirty. We have the news, which is balanced fair news. 
All right, we have that at six o'clock, and we'll make that blue because that seems fairish. All right, um, and then so the the five the five to six block. Um, you could do biodome there. Bio, uh, I feel like that's going to be something people want to sit down after dinner. And yeah, watch. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking Coltrane's Fantastic Beast is yeah, going to be good. That's there. a good. Yeah, that's a good fit. Because like the kids are going to want to watch that. Like that's that seems we're going to make that one red. That seems good because somebody's going to die. <laughs> All right. So right right after the news, we need um, like so something that like we don't really care if people come in. So I'm thinking avocado toaster retired. Yeah, that makes that, that feels like that fits there. All right. Then um, we need some scripted programming. So I'm thinking we're going to do a back-to-back, uh, 7.30 and 8. We're going to do uh, that 2010 show. Yeah. Um, followed by Where's My Rent? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to do those, get those some colors here. Um, it turns out we already used that color, so let's give it like a yellow. There we go. All right, um, eight thirty prime time. I feel like our big one's going to be Biodome three, so we're going to do that one from eight thirty to nine thirty. Is Biodome three? That seems like a nice forest green would be good for that. There. All right. Um, all right. So uh, nine thirty to ten. Um, are we moving into this? Like, I, I think everyone's sad about Greg fits there. Yeah. And it's we don't a, have to explain it to the children. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So then at 10 o'clock, uh, ghost hunter hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everyone's sad about Greg is right there. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> All right, and then Ghost Hunter Hunters. Um, this is a gray color. All right, so then 11 o'clock. Um, what do we have left? Uh, is, wait, did I miss? I think that might. That might be it. We, we, have, we, we have, have quite we a few have, half hour. We, we have an hour and a half to fill here. Uh, let's see. Ghost Hunter Hunters, we put Coltrane's Fantastic Beast, Balance Fair News. Only you prevent forest fires. Oh, I thought this was an hour. Is that only a half hour? Only what show? Only you can prevent forest yeah, fires? Yeah, that's a half hour. Oh, we have another. Uh, oh, we're going to do two back-to-back episodes of Only You Can Prevent Forest Fires. Yeah, that makes sense. That, for a child's show like that, you do back-to-back. Yeah. Yep, all right. And then Biodome 3 is an hour. Okay, whereas my rent is only 30 minutes. That 2010 show. Um, you know what? We need a late-night show. <sighs> from uh, from ten thirty to eleven thirty, I think we need. So, a late night who show. is cheap to hire on for a late night show? No, you could do like a traveling talk show thing where he goes. Alex to, Jones is pretty cheap right now. <laughs> 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 no, gonna have, we're, we're already bringing his crowd in with Ghost Hunter Hunters. Like, think you know uh, Guy Fieri, but you know Guy Ferrari for Fieri. Who the but <laughs> wish.com version. All right, it goes to you know yeah, no. places and gets the Mav sauce because you know, it's orange. Guy Fieri, you know, you're right. Guy Fieri's talk show, it's a traveling talk show, and he's traveling with a food truck. Why we can't afford this? 
Oh, it's a it's a food truck that we sell food out of. No, no, but he's he's already he's he's already contracted with the Food Network. We can't figure that. You're right. Out. We can't afford. We, guy we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. Um, get somebody cheap on the up. You know, find some YouTuber. Not. We need a bigger name than that. We need somebody. Who's the man versus food guy? Is Dennis Leary doing anything now? You think he wants a late night show? I did yeah. not know he was still alive. Could we get him? That's kind of perfect. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name for the Daily Show? He's retired. John Stewart. Yeah, he, he has his own show. Oh. He has standards. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> what about Triumph? I hear that he's in some legal trouble. Who? The, the dog. Insult. Tri- uh, the dog. insult dog. Yeah. Sure. A um, whole. That sounds. Like, how would, like, that sounds like it would just hurt to watch an hour and a half of Insult the Triumph. Not an hour. We're going to do no, we're, we're going to do it. We're definitely going to do it. But, like, it feels like it would hurt to watch. But that, I think that fits. It's on the 11 of midnight. Like, who's really watching at that hour? Because this is our, this is just where our, our starting block. Yeah. We're going to start out, like, not everything's going to be a hit. Like, uh, only you can stop first fires. <laughs> Some, you're going to start, like, there's no. It's going to burn out quick. I'm like. <laughs> Like insults, like a good start, and like we could move on. Like we use them as a stepping stone to get like a better, uh, a better host. Oh, Charlie Barons, is he? I don't know who that is. Mantwalk minute. All right, so I have man? the late, 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 <laughs> late, late, late show with Triumph. All right, <laughs> that okay. works. From eleven to midnight. That works. All right. We now have a programming block. All right. So uh, from four to five, uh, you can watch only you can prevent forest fires. Uh, Then uh, from five to six, you can catch uh, Coltrane talking about his fantastic beast. And make sure you tune in at 6 p.m. for the Balanced Fair News. Um, And following uh, the Balanced Fair News block, you have Avocado Toast or Retired. Uh, Followed immediately. Catch up with your favorites with that 2010 show. Um, followed by your favorite rambunctious landlord with In Where's My Rent. Great laugh track. Great <laughs> laugh track. And then at 8 p.m., make sure you uh, check out, or I'm sorry, at 8.30, make sure you tune in to see what's happening in Biodome 3, not the one with Pauly Shore. And uh, following that, uh, make sure you, you catch up with Greg with Everyone Said About Greg. Uh, check out your favorite hunters in Ghost Hunter Hunters at 10 and uh, see what's uh, and then uh, fall, fall asleep with Triumph the Dog with the late, 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 late show. We got a solid program. <laughs> so uh, patron members and people who aren't patrons but are clearly going to start subscribing now as a patron member after hearing this amazing programming block. Let's make this happen. Make this happen. I'm excited to come home from school and watch this. <laughs> All right, guys. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, or what have you, go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindindustudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindindustudios or follow us on Instagram at blindindustudios. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>